RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World's rulesets in our custom cyber fantasy city. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena investigates her grandparents' home in the bubble on a hunch with a few clues. She discovers a sublevel lair and reveals her grandmother Cressida to be Thalassica, the ever-present ghost in her appliances. She's finally earned answers and received some, leaving with more decisive action on the horizon as she prepares to venture into her own mind with Zadal to commune with the purple energy hidden away inside her. So, Athena. Yes. For your great success and leap of intuition investigation of Thalassica and revealing her true identity as your grandmother Cressida, uh-huh. I'm giving you conviction. Yes. Triumph, not tragedy this time. Gonna spend it in a dumb way once more, I guarantee. I I'm counting on it. Thank you for the conviction. But I suppose I should be thanking Athena's bold and reckless actions. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. In terms of, like, bold and reckless, that was on the lower end of the spectrum for breaking into her grandparents' home (laughs) to snoop around. Rattling the china. I guess it's not china. We take that again. It's not Rattling the porcelain. Well done. We open on the empty floor of Club Pivo. Fog still billows in the air. The lights and music are flashing and pounding, but no bodies fill the room. Through the multicolored light and smoke, we find Athena seated on a stool by the bar, nursing a drink. Zidal standing behind the bar with a drink shaker, clacking it back and forth. He's taller than usual, seems to be floating slightly in the air, so he's above her <laughs> eye level. I still can't get over that your grandma's Thalassica. I'm glad I guessed right. I mean, what's the worst thing you can find at a grandparent's house breaking and entering besides, like, an info dungeon? Sex dungeon? No, don't say that. Shrugs, only mildly chagrined. That ain't really something that I would need to worry about, but seems to be pretty high on the list of hangups for you organic folk. Gross. I agree. Spins the shaker in his hand and upends it over the glass that you're holding. Waves his hand through the air, the liquid flies out in a weird spiral that still goes straight into the glass. Defying gravity. That's so fancy. All an illusion. Sort of. I don't really know how any of this works, so I'm, I will always be impressed. Wait, in your brain, so you just think of something and make it happen? Right. Like, uh... And he turns and looks over at the dance floor. And for perhaps one or two seconds, it is just suddenly flooded with bodies and people dancing. And then, poof, they're gone. No visual indication. It's just there and then it's not there. She spilled a little bit of her brain drink on the counter. Nope, let me get that for you. 
spirals up into the air and back into your glass. Well, now it's dirty. L- let me get that for you. <laughs> Points again, and several like tiny but visible specks of dirt fly out. Does that make you feel better? Yes, it I does. I put that there to take it away, so... So, brains. Yeah, not that I'm not flattered you're asking me to poke around in your head again, but what are, you, what are we doing here? I just... So, if I shouted, hey, purple, come here, I want to talk about stuff, and it's not here. She's gesturing with a hand that did not exist outside of her brain. So, she has both arms again? Yes. I see. It's made of her natural quarry, that yellow-orange glittery stuff. Oh. So, it's kind of see-through. Very cool. Zadal still drifting several inches above you, in front of you. Now he starts swimming through the air, flies down prone as he's drifting by and looking at the various bottles, you know, opening them absentmindedly and just dicking around, basically. The amount we know about these different colored things is still pretty low, so given that it's at least a semi-sentient force living inside you, I want to say that that proves you don't have full command over it. I know I said that weird, but I stand by it. (laughs) Do we quest? Do we look for a purple lair somewhere? I don't know where that would be. I don't have a map. Uh, hmm. It's a good question. I would say chase your feelings. You know, you oh, can no. use uh... a... <laughs> 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 what do you think would lure it out? What has it shown interest in before? What's it want you to do? Woke up when my grandfather was around. You could try thinking about your grandfather, following that line of thought. You could remember situations in which it was involved, maybe. You, you gotta start with common ground, right? You know, if you're trying to lure it out. Like a... If it's not just responding to you right away, then either it's it can't, or it's choosing not to. That's I don't really see any other way. Or maybe it can't hear you, or it's buried too deep, or... It's all different stuff, so Maybe I mean, it's just sleepy. Maybe. I get it. During the interview, it started to, you know, push out because it saw somebody in the crowd or somebody in the crowd was trying to knock on your brain door. I think I saw them, but, you know, I don't know who they were. And how did it feel about that? You said oh, it, it just came up again yeah. for the first time in a while, right? It just it wanted them or wanted to go... It just, it felt like a sad magnet. A sad magnet? Like a magnet for sadness, or it was sad because it couldn't go to it? The second one. If that's something that it showed interest in, that's really all I got. I mean, I'm just falling back on basic investigation stuff here. Nothing specific about brains, but you got common threads. I mean, there's Benicia, there's Suzette Olivier, there's Nima, and uh, your grandfather. His is different. I don't think he has eyes. You know, not extra ones, yeah, so anyway. A short pause that all chooses not to make a bad joke. If we're just trying to shake this thing down for more information and get more, then I think you just gotta open some doors, so to speak. Again, we don't know what it can do. Specifically, we don't know what it wants from you, so be careful. Yeah. Don't, don't go all in, necessarily. So, so, like, that door, she points to the side of the room. Were you being literal about doors? Because there's one. Whatever helps you visualize. It's a brainscape, Athena. And he, still swimming through the air, goes out into the dance floor, lands, grows to three times his size. So he's just like a giant (laughs) now, and then shrinks back down. His circuitry goes through a rainbow of colors. It's real, but it's not real. Nothing is static. She's golf clapping. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Takes a little bow. But yeah, whatever, whatever helps you move around. I can sort of orient things for you, but... 
I think it's probably best if I just serve as more like a guiding line. You know, help things stay focused and not get too crazy. Okay. Brain shortcuts. It could be a train, it could be a button. I think doors will work for now. You know me, I'm pretty literal most of the time. You have your moments? As someone called me a broken clock already recently, so twice a day, right? I don't remember who it was. We could probably find out in here, though. I'm sure we could. I don't care enough to. Then onward. Onward we go. She gets up and walks through the misty room. The baseline thudding against your heart in the background. The door looks ordinary to you. She stands in front of it with her hands on her hips before trying to take the door in her fake arm. I think it whiffs right through. Like it's not real, mm. but it's just to make her feel better. Sure. She sighs and then takes it with her physical hand. What is Athena trying to do right now? What is she focusing on? What is her intention here within her own brainscape? Right now she's just trying to be somewhere else because this is tough. Cause she hasn't done it before. Gonna open a door and roll a dice. As you emerge on the other side of the door, you're blinded by a flash of light. And as your vision clears, you see Pavi standing in front of you holding a Polaroid camera. She pulls the photo out of the dispenser and turns with a smirk as she begins to run cackling through your apartment. Is this a longer-haired Pavi? Yes, this is a, a longer-haired Pavi from before you left. There's some shaky cam point of view as Athena in the past hustles along to try and get her. You can only see her hands scrabbling to <laughs> grab the picture. Both of you just giggling and cackling like maniacs as you fight over this picture. And that scene fades to Pavi with her white tattoo, angrily talking to you after she finds out that you went to see Anji without her. Our point of view, it's very hazy around the edges because of the fatigue from everything that happened that day. A little fuzzy, a little out of focus. As the white tattoo Pavi image is talking, you do hear snippets of conversations in the past filtering through to you. I picked up the slack, took care of your parents, sat with them when they cried. You left me alone here. Some random hacker shows and up, solves the problem for me. Like that. Like nothing mattered. All my time was worth it and wasted. It's not like nothing ever happened. Seven years, Athena. And you left me. I don't know, Athena's Athena is a good person. I'm glad you're back. It's just nice having you around again. It's going to be okay. We're all here for you. I love you too. Must die in two weeks. Things keep getting worse. You'll be okay. She's fun. She's... She's kind of fiery. I know he's your friend. He's also from the surface. Yeah, they just try. Be careful. Don't just give keys. It kind of sucks. You're just living in these secrets. It never used to be that it's way. It's not fair of me to be angry when you're doing it for the sake of everyone. But I can't help it. You don't get to decide what's right for me. Because we get to watch you get hurt. To martyr yourself over some, what, conspiracy. You think that's what you're following in his footsteps? White tattooed Pavi fades and the scene shifts. And you are standing in front of the double doors outside Strickland's office in his manse. Armored Pavi is standing next to you, and you turn to face the door. But this time, she hesitates and turns towards you, and she says, I wish you respected me the same way that I respect you. Oh. And then she places a hand on your shoulder, gives you a small squeeze, turns back to the double doors. Athena gulps pretty heavily. We watch as you two kick the door open together. The wood splinters and flies, and this time, it's not Strickland's office. Hmm. The frame of the door exists, you can see the stairway spiraling back down behind you with the trickling smoke coming upwards, but just as real, just as tangible, on the other side of the doorway is a sprawling beach expanse. 
It's nighttime. The water stretches as far as your eyes can see. The light purple blue. Far in the distance are the twinkling lights of Alera. A small craft has run aground on the beach. There are pieces of armor stripped and strewn about, tossed haphazardly in the sand. There is an enormous flaming beacon on the horizon, seated out in the dark water as the flames lick high up into the sky in a mirror of what you've just left behind you. It looks like an oil rig. You notice that Pavi is gone. Athena steps through the door. Is the breeze salty? Is it fresh? Yeah. She misses that. I mean, she has salty breeze underground, but it's not fresh. It's <laughs> definitely not fresh. There's something maybe even stimulating about the freshness of this breeze. Air currents that might have traveled hundreds of miles over the open ocean to reach you here, as opposed to the still and stagnant air of Caldonics. She lifts a finger to point at the oil rig that is on fire in the distance and says, I swear I'm not always setting things on fire. That one wasn't even me. Zidal steps up beside you as though he was only a step behind this entire time. The way you say that makes it sound like it's really a, a more worrying amount than uh, I'm already aware of, so... But that one wasn't me. All I know is uh, you always have a way of livening things up. It's a, a spark, you know? <laughs> Where is this? It's outside Olera. Hmm. His eyes track to the discarded armor pieces on the ground as you guys walk down the beach. She's kicking little bits of shell. Well, little. Maybe they're very big bits of shell. Is there anywhere from when you were here, like a door or some sort of transitory device that would help? There's a cellar. Did you go into the cellar? I did. Then maybe that's it. So let's go to that. As you say that... Time flickers forward. We find Athena and Zidal standing in front of a small ramshackle building with a double cellar door just on the outside leading underground. For most of that walk, she had Pavi echoing in her head, asking her to respect her more. She bites her lip a little bit. Am I a bad friend? Zidal considers this question with more than the average amount of gravity before he responds. I think you're a real good friend because you care about your friends. You want them to be safe and you want them to be happy. You're not always good about uh, trusting people and uh, letting people... You're so wrapped up in all the, the conspiracy and the secrets and stuff like that that, that I think that's more your natural instinct is to not tell everybody everything you know or not let them know what's going on because you're afraid they're going to hurt themselves or something like that, but... You know, we're all involved here, so I don't know if she actually said that to you, but I think you knew that going to see Anji without her would upset her. You did it for reasons you thought were right, that it would be better overall, and uh, maybe it would have if things would have worked out better, I don't know. I'd rather me lose an arm than have a dead Pavi. I, I get that, I do, but she's involved in this. She's almost as involved as you, but anybody who's mixed up in what we're doing is in danger, period. So when we start keeping more secrets from each other or going to visit people from the past, mm. you've been told that it probably wouldn't make them feel good, then you're thinking you know better than they do. You think you're doing them a favor, but you, you don't. I think you're never going to have the relationship you want if you keep trying to baby it. She's regulated, Dana. She's been doing this longer than you have. <laughs> yeah. Based on what I've seen in here, your memories and things she said, I don't know. I mean, your life got turned upside down. So did this. Different ways, but 
She coped as best she could. You had something you were running from, and she never had answers. Never had closure. Probably easy for you to remember that all that was still there waiting for you, but... She just didn't know. Yeah. For a while, until you started sending her cryptic messages. So this whole time... That was a bad idea. Who knows, Athena? It, it let her know that you were still out there. But if you didn't want her involved, then that was the first misstep. So now she'd just been desperately trying to get you back for however long, and you're back, but you don't tell her things, and you go behind her back to talk to people from her past, you know. Oh god, I'm just a garbage can. Didn't <laughs> she opens the door. What he said that? I am. Lifts up the other side of the cellar as you guys are going down. The cellar stairs that you and Zadal trudge down lead to a short hallway that opens up into the second floor of Metallic, the metal gallery that you were just hmm. at recently. She's happy to be warmer, even though she can probably adjust the temperature <laughs> at any point if she needs to. Zadal pauses and takes a look around. Oh, well, back so soon. We're in the right city now, so that's good. Narrowing things down, yeah. This whole floor is covered in those little cubby holes that have the smaller art exhibits, but this time, each one of those cubby holes is filled with images. Each one of these cubby holes playing small, repeating visual clips from Athena's mindscape. Real short loops. Like a gif of people in her life and expressions or moments that stand out to her. Several of your mother Val, this time with her red hair and eyes, as she had the last time you saw her before you left. And she's laughing, and her posture, as we the audience can see, is basically the same as Athena's. Two of these cubby holes play side by side at the same rate, so we just see that comparison next to one another. There's one of Roja in the staircase at the spire when she threatened you. Her posture firm, arms crossed, hoisting her up in the air with her vine-like legs. Oh, she was so angry. There's one of Tuka sitting in the boat when you were out meeting Halarishi as Tuka turns to you and offers a smile. There's this sound bite that's haunted Athena the way Tuka says, my daddy. It just makes her so sad. As Athena thinks about this, there's a ripple in the screens and many of them change to these still frames of Tuka turning and smiling or expressions of grief or concern. And that soundbite plays once loud and resonant. My daddy. All the screens change to show that pained expression from when she shared that memory with you. She swallows really hard. Because, I mean, she lost her dad and her whole family thought that they lost her. So that's hard to see Character what you parallels. leave behind. The imprints that we leave in the lives of those around us. Olivier knew. She knew how Tuka's dad died. But something with yellow eyes got him. What did Olivier say? Uh, something like he died like a coward, which is a cool thing to say. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Suzette Olivier doesn't really care about feelings, seeing as no. she doesn't care about a life, so... Still know. a shitty thing. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Low blow. When you say that, the images change again, and this time it's Tuka holding her glaive, flickering with the Cory energy, a look of pure anger on her face, her scale patterns shimmering, changing to an angry red as she bares her teeth and her head tendrils fan out. This can only end one way. You know that, right? Tuka ain't gonna be safe until we deal with Olivier. Better do that sooner rather than later. The bank of images becomes a hodgepodge again as your attention shifts. Isaac smiling through a mouthful of food. Oh. You guys are sitting in a ratty safe house. He has a big grin on his face. 
interspersed with a few other similar images of you guys just going through everyday tasks years ago, and then a shot of a very beat-up-looking Isaac standing on a boat over the ocean, battered, watching an oil rig exploding in the background. Less than a mile away, an enormous red-orange fireball goes up in the sky. A cycle of different facial expressions and still images of your conversations with Isaac only weeks ago. You seeing Isaac rushing into the Black Mist while you fought Harlan Troya. He, uh, seems like you had some good times and some bad. The bad are more recent. We'll find them. I hope so. <laughs> the tunnels go forever. And I don't think moths eat the same thing that Isaacs do. So he might not have food. He has to maintain muscle mass. I don't know. That hollow Rishi, he's different. He's weird, but seemed like he was somewhat invested. I mean, maybe he just didn't want us to become enemies. That's a good thing, right? If you at least got people who are trying to be non-hostile. Yeah. That means you can talk. Or at least you have the opportunity. The screens change to a montage as you two walk and talk. Athena's greatest hits. Every time you've fallen down, tripped, eaten shit. Oh no. You hear your own voice say that, oh no. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> Athena nods as she walks forward, mm. not looking at the screens. Oh, oh, that was a bad one. What happened? I'm not looking. Uh, you fell. Well, that's not too out of the ordinary. It was a bad fall. Was it in a wingsuit? So graceful. Yeah, that's me. <sighs> so where's the door? Just an emergency exit. <laughs> Where she's like, fuck, I need to get out of here. Yeah, you desperately look around for a door. The only one Her hair spot. whips around. She's turning around very quickly. And she points without saying anything and just hustles over towards it so he doesn't see any more of this embarrassing bullshit. The exit sign is glowing a vibrant purple. That's a good sign. In her embarrassed panic, humming starts to filter through the speakers in the ceiling, and it's definitely Zadal. He was humming this when he was leading her to Silas's office the first time they met, and it's been stuck in her head ever since then, and it's really loud, and she needs to get out of here. <laughs> quicker, quicker, quicker steps towards that emergency exit, hoping it's not too loud. She doesn't know how to turn it off. Hey, I recognize that song. Do you? Uh, I think so. That makes sense. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I see. I see. <laughs> What's going on now? I, I, I don't know how to turn it off. No, it's not weird at all. Listen to myself. Um, Sorry. It's okay. It's embarrassing. I, I'm sure, but flattering for me. Thank you. She opens the door. Click of the steel bar as you push it open. And you step through to find yourself exiting a train on the highway. A raised stop overlooking the park in Western Caldonics that houses the amphitheater that you were at most recently. She walks forward to the railing. It's probably just a refrain of what you saw earlier today. Everything looks familiar. All the colors are accurate. Maybe everything has... I wonder if it looks a little fucked up, like a matte painting in a video game background. It's not as sharp and detailed. It gets the broad strokes correct. And maybe the more you focus on something, the more it begins to look like you think it should. Whether or not it's what it actually looks like, it's more your brain filling in the gaps for how it should appear, or how you perceive it or remember it. And Zadal steps through after you, looks around, and here we are. This is good, right? Makes sense. I mean, you were just here earlier today. If you're not putting in any real effort to try to make it something specific, your brain's just gonna pull from the most recent stock. Whatever you got going on on the top level, you know? Makes sense. Should we look around? 
Should we try somewhere else? Depends on what you're trying to do. You gotta give your brain a little bit more specific information. It just remember this. This is your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your memories, slightly broken up by the fact that there's this other purple thing in here. Yeah. We don't know it at once. No. We don't know how smart it is. We don't know if it can change things. So it's hard to pin that down. But if you're trying to find it, look for the common threads and then put in an effort to move towards those threads. If you're just moving aimlessly, it ain't going to do anything. So the thread here is this is where it woke up. So if we pull on that. What do you mean woke up? Like earlier she, today? Yeah, she points down at the amphitheater. Like, that's where it happened. Oh, well, let's go down there. She wants to jump off the side of the highway, though. Float down. Can she do that? Yeah, go ahead. Make me a spirit roll. <laughs> Why not? I didn't roll my wild die. Well, you got, we got a one already. <laughs> it's a crit Is fail. It a crit fail? <laughs> <laughs> Even in her own goddamn brain. So Zadal watches you step up onto the railing and are you just trying to like gracefully hop off and float down? That was the plan. She does wingsuit stuff all the time. What causes you to lose focus for just a second and plummet to the ground? Her brain forgot to render a physical railing oh, so you and like... she just stumbles through it. She disappears from view and you just hear, ah. Oh. We hear a solid crunch on the ground as Athena makes impact. You look up and Zadal is standing right next to you already. How'd you do that? I fell so far. Practice. You okay? Just imagine it doesn't hurt and it'll be fine. Yeah, this doesn't hurt. Off to a good start, huh? It can only go up, right? Absolutely. I'll just, uh... He reaches out and grabs your bicep. You find yourself standing on the stage of the amphitheater where you had your interview earlier today. Here we go. See? Easy peasy. Easy peasy. We're already here. Great. Didn't even have to walk. I, you never have to here. You just imagine where you want to be, and there you are. It's just, you know, your brain is used to moving with your legs and uh, through stuff. So huh. you just got to remember that that don't I apply. Just, I, could, I, I mean, I teleport already. Why didn't that occur to me? So, all right. So you were here. I was here. And then uh, Zidal's voice comes from much higher up at the top of the amphitheater. Everything is bare and empty. There's no one else here. Too much RAM to render it all. <laughs> it's at 1% capacity. <laughs> so we hear the distant sounds of city background noise and wildlife around you. Fuzzy, not focused. Mm. But Zidal is standing at the back, leaning against one of the trees. Okay, so I was here. You were there. And then they appeared where? Imagine them. Make them, make them up here. What do they look like? She's squinting so hard and just a blobby black mass appears. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's what they look like. For sure. That's exactly it. Do I need glasses? Is is that what they actually look like to you from there? Kinda. Uh, I'm not a doctor. Maybe. Okay. I'll go get you checked. <laughs> okay. Maybe try to call out to it or summon it again or something she just stands there focusing very hard and tries to feel real sad she's trying to duplicate what it was feeling earlier i'm not gonna make your roll for that because i think that is a trigger that works athena you feel that stirring deep in your chest bubbling warmth and the rush of energy and power coursing through your body and that slight purple tinge begins to infringe on the edges of your vision I think I got something. Holds up two thumbs. Good, good. I can't see anything from up here. Maybe stay there. Okay. She doesn't know if it's going to pop out and be dangerous. Because one of the last times it was a big monster that wanted to eat her. Sure. 
the last exchange you had, you succeeded in your self-control role to keep it together and yeah. like, fight it back down, right? So I think this time you feel the presence come and there's a hesitation. When you've, I'll say, communed with this presence in the past, it's very nebulous. It doesn't feel like you're talking to someone directly. It's more you can send out vibes and feelings and intentions and you can feel something abstract in return. In return, right? Sometimes it's like a positive reinforcement or a negative reinforcement. So you do have some simple like yes, no type things, but there hasn't been really any means for direct discourse up to this point. Mm. But I think you do feel the presence. She says out loud as opposed to in her brain because she's already in it. So she's figuring that tracks. Hey, do you want to come out? You, you want to hang out for a little? I came in just to see you. You feel the wash of purple over your vision again. And this time it does cover everything. But like then it's you, a color filter? Yeah, it's a color filter. And then you feel your missing arm that is the yellow-orange energy. You feel the tingling sensation spreading down it, and you can watch the color turn to shades of purple instead. Oh, that's neat, she says. <laughs> it's still arm-like, but the form is becoming a little more shapeless. Mm. The edges are slightly distorted and begins to writhe. Can she still move it? Generally speaking, maybe it's not 100% in line with what you're trying to do, but... She tries to bring it up in front of her eyes and wiggle her fingers. You're able to do that. Hmm. So are, are you in there? She says, addressing her arm. There's a pulse in your chest that ripples out like water to every inch of yourself. So you're still in me? Just all, all of me? I'll just say out of character right now. I'm just going to give you yes or no responses or feelings, at, you know, throughout this conversation, yeah. just as a representation. I figured I wasn't going to have like a convo. So your question was, you're just in me. You have positive feelings. Do you want to be like out? She pushes out with both of her hands from her chest, like an expelling gesture. Because we can probably be separate in here if you want, if that's good for you. There's a fixation on the word out. And there's a combination of probably something closer to fear, concern, or hesitation. It's okay. You're not going to get hurt in here. You get a couple of quick mental flashes, images. The first one, it's a point of view shot, and you're on your knees, collapsed on the floor, and you wake up looking around in a panic, and there's that same wash of purple over your vision. And then um, it flashes to a different but similar situation where you're on your knees and you have that terrible pain aching in the center of your chest, and then you fall face forward onto the ground. While you're lying on the ground, there's just this drifting, listless sensation. You awaken in this black void space with nothing around you. Cuts away. Back to where you are now. She's connecting some dots. That's probably when she killed Benicia, right? That's what she's figuring. Okay. And then it was just in her circlet, cut off from everything. So that might have been the blackness. But she doesn't know because it can't really talk. But that's sort of the vibe she's getting. That's not how it is anymore, though. You got this whole playground just for you. Lord knows I'm not using it. Your arm ripples again. You feel like it's trying to push your attention towards Zidal. What you can infer here is whenever it's trying to direct you, it just gives you an urge. Mm -hmm. Like, you have the urge to look over at Zidal, but you recognize that you weren't thinking about Zidal, right. and you didn't make a decision to look at him, but you have the It's bodily. an internal, external urge. An instinct. 
she would look over and see what it feels when she does that. It's similar to when you suggested out. The trepidation. Mm-hmm. He's not going to hurt you. He's here to help. He helped me get here so I could talk to you better. He likes helping. Maybe you hear an echo of your own voice in, in your head. Friend? Yeah, friend. Friend? 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 She just puts out a big echo. Just trust. The purple energy of your arm starts to pull away from you, almost elastic. You feel it drifting away. Okay, she lets it. She doesn't like not having another arm again, but she lets it go. No, just it drifts into a space a foot or two away from you, and it's just this purple blob of energy at first, and then over the course of maybe five or ten seconds, it resolves into a more humanoid form. It keeps sharpening, and it's basically just a clone of Zidal, except it's all purple-colored, and the eyes glow a brighter purple in profile. Huh. She gets down on eye level, leans forward with her hand on her thigh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey! Purple Zadal turns to look at you, but doesn't really do anything. Actual Zadal says, I, I, I see something going on. It's everything cool? She gives a big thumbs up. Should I stay up here? For now. Okay. Not sure yet. Something's, is, something's happening. Yep, yep. And I think she sits down in front of it. She has a habit of sitting down a lot during stressful situations, but in this specific instance, it's just to make it feel bigger than her. It watches you sit down and then the form condenses together and then reforms itself into a sitting version of Zidal. Hmm. So it doesn't actually make the motion to sit, but then it just is is Zidal sitting. That's pretty neat. She says out loud. Sitting Zidal turns to look at the black blobby mass that you had created of the person who'd been looking at you. And the black blobby mass gets a pair of the glowing purple eyes. And then it looks back to you. So it's the same as us they were? Positive feeling. Have you met them? Your vision flickers again. All these are point of view shots from you. You are experiencing this point of view. The sound is either non-existent or just muffled, garbled, and you're standing in a room and it looks like you're in the middle of a heated conversation with a woman who looks pretty familiar to you that you yourself have only seen in a picture, I think, in the past. But she looks remarkably like Benicia. She has tawny skin, dark freckles, light brown hair, long in length tumbling past her shoulders, a severe expression, some harder lines, and she's dressed in a business robe, similar to what your Aunt Fiora wore at the Hmm. Golden Lotus. Gotcha. Has additional ornamentation in the form of small, multicolored tassels hang from both the sleeves of the robe and the shoulders. The scene continues to play out. You feel flashes of emotion, and in this case, it's mostly irritation, impatience. You feel slightly worked up Mm -hmm. by it. And then Suzette's eyes flash purple very briefly, and then the image cuts away. You find yourself back in the amphitheater. She shouts to reels it all up in the seating. It was Olivier. Ah, we gotta. Sorta. Sorta. It's a step in the right direction. It means she's here. Oh, she was. But that also means she knows who I am and what I've got. That's bad. Yeah, that ain't great. No. Uh, I mean... (laughs) To be fair, she's already tried the indirectly have you killed twice. Well, indirectly. can't hold that against her. We got plenty of other very valid reasons. <laughs> Faint laughter. After that exchange, you look back and the purple humanoid now looks like Suzette. 
She tries not to startle after she looks back and looks different. Mm-hmm. Suzette looks to Zadal and then looks from Zadal to the black image and then back to you. They're con- connected? Negative. Want to go up and talk? I know you don't really like talking like we do. We're, you know, chatterboxes. Gives you negative. It then transitions between Zadal and Suzette a couple of times. Gives you sort of a questioning. I don't understand. It stays as Suzette. She motions for Zadal to come down. She thinks it's cool now, maybe. Zadal will appear instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Right off to your side. Yeah, I think everything's cool. Who's that? That's Suzette. Oh, that that makes sense. Olivia. Looks, looks like Benicia. Yeah. Sort of. It's hard to tell with all the purple. Leans down a little bit looking at it. Very talented, though. Well, he's setting the ball, though. But, hey, talented. <laughs> all right. What do you want to do? I know you want stuff. Or to go do things or be places. It looks from you to the black figure again and then becomes blobby purple energy and just floats up towards the black mass where the figure had been standing. Athena forgets she can just teleport around, starts following it physically, clambering over the seating. I imagine they're just like big steps. It's not going super fast. It's not trying to outstrip you. It just moves up to the black figure, reforms as Suzette Olivier once more next to it. So this this was Suzette. You recognized her? Positive affirmation. Do you like her? Confusion. Is she mean? Angry? I'm going to make the leap that when you think of concepts like mean or angry, there's an emotional connotation to that Oh, yeah, for sure. You get another flash of that conversation from presumably the point of view of Benicia in Suzette's office where her eyes flash purple. And then it sort of runs in reverse for a moment, rewinds and cuts away and cuts back to the first vision where you were on your knees And you recognize probably Benicia's hands just scrabbling on the ground with tendrils of purple running through her arm. It fades to black and you find yourself standing back in the amphitheater area again. She looks down at her own hand and that's how she transitions back. Mm, I like that. Sure. She flexes her hand a few times. Why didn't my hand look like that? I don't think you get anything. Mm, Maybe I picked you up in a way that isn't usual. This time it cuts to you're on your knees as Benicia and Suzette has a hand around your throat and is looking down at you with those same blazing purple eyes. And you can feel your airway being restricted and you watch tendrils of purple energy forming around her hand. And as your point of view flickers, you find yourself back in the amphitheater. This time you, Athena, on your knees as the purple energy construct stands before you and continues to choke you in the same posture. I don't think that clicks for a second until she can't breathe. Athena's hands start scrabbling at Suzette's arm, trying to push her away a little bit. And she just stands there, this time impassively, carrying through the gesture. To break free of, I'm going to say you're starting off fully bound. Normally to break free, it's either athletics or strength at a penalty. But seeing as this is your brain, I think you would also be able to exert willpower. Hmm. To be your spirit. My spirit is very good. In Savage World, psionics usually defaults to smarts. In our setting, psionics is based on spirit for two reasons, one of which is a meta reason because I wanted there to be an even amount of smart and spirit-based arcane backgrounds. 
I always like the idea that it's tied to your mental willpower. Smarts is a representative of your intellectual capacity, but not necessarily your drive as a person. So I think that intruding into somebody else's brain or, you know, brain hijinks means you need to have high willpower and that's spirit. Gotcha. That's my interpretation. I'd roll spirit because that's a d10 for me. Okay. This would normally be an opposed roll. Also, realized I've been goober in opposed rolls. Oh, no. If you are instigating an opposed role against someone or something for basically any reason, it's still a contested role, but you are still required to hit the base target number of four. Okay. If you're trying to break free from a grapple and they roll a one or a two and you roll a two or a three. You're still grappled. You're still grappled because you didn't hit four, which Checks is like out. the basic number. So that's my bad. I'm going to roll with a D8 here. Cha-cha! Failed that. Oh boy. Well, I blew up into a 12. Not gonna Benny it. I don't think you actually begin to take damage from Suffolk. So we're, we're in a brainscape. Your brain makes it real. Brain um, make real. Yes, brain make real. I want to say that maybe this is fatigue instead of like wounds, right? Let's do one more. And if you fail this one, then you're going to start taking fatigue. Okay. So this is the first round of you being grappled. Five. I got a four. I'm going to Benny. I'm going to spend one of my Bennies. Okay. Uh, I got another four. Uh, oh, that's my only Bennett, because this is not a wild card. Okay. So you reduce bound one step to entangled. Okay. So you can now act, but you can't move. How do you loosen its grip? How do you push back against this? She has enough presence of mind not to want to aggro this purple thing again, because it was a Kaida and tried to eat her. Granted, there was also a Benicia in there at the time, but... She doesn't really want to do that again. Sure. So I think she looks at it in its impassive eyes and just says, please, <laughs> stop. As this is happening, Zadal appears next to you and he has his hands up like he wants to do something, but looks like he is exerting effort to not interfere, looking somewhat frantically between you and the purple construct. And I'd like you to make me another breaking out. It's a six. That'll do it. I, I got a two. You feel the pressure loosening as you implore this being to relent and release you. And its expression still doesn't change, but you can feel the energy pulling back and loosening on your neck until it finally separates from your body. Athena falls forward on the ground, doubled over. She's grasping her neck with her spectral golden arm, supporting herself with her other hand. Sad three-point pose. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not very heroic. She massages her throat with her incorporeal hand that does nothing but makes her feel better. Zadal has one hand on your back. He's kneeling down. He says, oh, you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. She's... She's choking Benicia. I guess I'm Benicia right now. Oh, I'm glad you're okay. I should be more careful. Yeah, this is all untreaded ground. I mean, I can interfere in some ways. I just, I'm kind of hesitant to if there's a direct connection there because I don't know what this thing can do so if I like tear it off you yeah it could be bad I just I don't know what happened to Silas I don't want that to happen to you I don't think it will we seem on very good terms stares impassively still in the form vaguely of Suzette Suzette's where you came from positive reinforcement oh boy I stole another one of her kids it came from Suzette that's why it wants to go back Oh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Why does it want to go back? I don't know. Why do you want to go back? If she's mean and angry. You just get confused sensations. Nothing concrete. 
biting her brain lip pretty hard. What do we do about that? What do we know about these things so far? We know Holland had it, and he got it from the Shadow Man. Don't know how. His hands look normal. Well, what the fuck? What, Holland's? Yeah. Does it have to involve hands? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about anything on a good day. I mean, he had the black stuff coming off of him. The black and red tentacle Maybe it's different for everybody. It was showing me some flashes of Benicia and her arms were all messed up and they, they looked like that in my brain when I was fighting her. Like little purple veins. Hmm. And she traces a pattern on her newly reformed yellow arm. I got nothing on that. Maybe it's just a physical manifestation of it. Maybe it's different for everybody. Maybe it's different for every thing. Common thread seems to be eyes, at least. So... It didn't seem like when Benicia was getting it that she really wanted it. So that's disconcerting is a word I would use. I'm sure there are others. Uh, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be choked out by their... Big sister. Sister? I don't know if she even knew she had it. I mean, you said her brain was like Swiss cheese. Benicia's? Yeah. It was real different than a normal brain. I didn't get to look at it until after all that happened. After the separation, I guess you could say. And we pulled her out of your brain, so... Maybe it's just laying around here somewhere. What? The missing bits. Ugh. Maybe? That's gross. Maybe it's, uh, he points at the purple Suzette. She nods. It would make sense. It's another quick flash. Your point of view shifts, and you're standing, looking out over Caldonix, leaning an arm on the cool glass of the window. You turn and see the apartment, which you'd investigated weeks back. Hmm. And then it shifts again, and you're looking out over a lush green estate leaning on the stone banister of a balcony. Cuts again to speaking with a flickering blue hologram of Zimmy and Krell, and then turning to find two armored figures standing in the doorway of the office, faint scent of smoke in the air. She forgets that Zadal is not also seeing these, and she points to nothing and is like, hey, there's me. Um, where? In the office. It's fine. Uh, okay. Every time it shows her these things, her eyes start to glow. I think that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Just And you, you sense the presence. Like, yeah. every time you have one of these, there's some amount of will coming from the purple presence. Do you want a name? The humanoid of purple standing in front of you does little more than stand there and turn and look back and forth. The edges of the figure, again, ripple and blur occasionally. It maintains the general shape of Suzette Olivier. With the exception that the eyes are just blazing purple. She turns to Zadal. You can feel this, right? Like before, when you were like, hey, there's something there for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can. It's here. It's definitely a thing. Does it feel the same? As what? Before I jumped in the incinerator. Sort of. It's, it's a little different. I mean, it's, it's harder now because it's sort of you too. Hmm. Like I. I can tell that you're here and that it's here, and I can tell that it's what was there before, but... Package deal kind of thing. Or at least there's influence. If it's a symbiotic relationship, if it's parasitic in nature, then I don't know if they're all the same as uh, the, the one with Troy. But if it's living in you, then I assume it's gonna have a feeling of you, too. And if it didn't, I'd be more worried that uh, it would yeah. be more at odds with you. Maybe it's because I made that deal... When you say deal, you're referring to when you were in your brain previously and jumped down the incinerator, right? Yeah. When you're thinking about deal and that comes up, the scene around you shifts and it takes you back to that room. 
the amphitheater dissolves away, and you find that you are standing in Joel's place, and the purple figure is still Suzette, and Zidal appears off to one side, looking around in surprise as the scene changes, and the purple figure shifts from Suzette to Jex. Hmm. And is still standing in that place. Athena can't help but like bare her teeth for just a second because mm-hmm. she's reforming and doesn't know what's happening, but then realizes he's purple. Purple Jex looks back at you and your reaction and then turns and looks at Zadal and turns into Purple Zadal and then back to you. She exhales because she wasn't expecting that. Gives it a thumbs up. Now it turns back into Purple Jex. Mm. Doubles down on a squint towards it, questioning, why him? What's your general feeling as you're looking back at it? Anxious, sweaty, angry. It cants its head at you, which I think is a reaction you haven't seen yet. And then it changes from Jex back to Suzette. A questioning feeling inside. It's better than Jex. Hmm. She wipes at her forehead, even though her brain has not produced any sweat on her body. Now it transforms into Isaac. Oh, shit. Big purple Isaac standing in front of the pit. And everything here is normal colored. The incinerator pit next to you is it's orange. It's orange, yeah. And every time it changes into one of these different people, there's a small wash of the presence. You feel it in your head, in your mind, even though you're in your brain right now, but you can just feel it sort of brush over you like a soft gust. Looking for stuff to latch on to. Maybe. What's your reaction when you see Isaac? Initially, relief, happiness, and then anxiety. Because she still doesn't know where he is. It turns back into Jex standing in front of the pit. When Purple Jex reappears, she just starts pacing, shaking her head like, I didn't. He's been dead for years. I didn't even have to leave. I wish I could have told my brain that so I would have stopped having these fucking nightmares. Athena, as you say the word nightmares, you notice there's movement in the incinerator pit right next to you. A large, thick hand shoots up out of the energy and clasps on the edge, and then a second hand, and then a form begins to pull itself up, and it is Isaac. This looks like Isaac as you remember him. Not made of purple energy, it's just a construct of your mind's eye, maybe. And he has that same sideways smirk on as he dusts himself off and takes a few steps over to you. Athena's backing up. She doesn't like this. Purple Jex stands motionless, looking from this Nightmare Isaac back to you, Athena. Nightmare Isaac begins taking slow steps to follow you across the room as you retreat. And as he walks, you watch his armor melt and shift together until it's a black suit. And then a red tie materializes around his neck. Hmm. And as he walks, you hear his voice, snippets of conversation from the past coming back to you. You do what you gotta do, you need any help. You can't act with your friends for a long time. They expect to see you coming back sometime. Have you two? <laughs> it hasn't been that long. I truly don't want to have to kill another brother. I, think I just wanted Veli to be okay. Kill you too? You mean to kill him for you too? Kill all your regulator friends? I never got anyone back. Banishment. Exile. Because I murdered my brother. Traitor. The cow. I never got anything back. Now you just want to take away even kill another part of myself and then disappear? You want me to do it you for you? You can't even do it. Just go back to where you came from. People would be so sad if you died. What about your best friend? Help me help him. Please let me try. Give me that. Maybe wish. he'll kill you but too. How the fuck would I feel about that? You're not the only one who wants a life back, Athena. I'm sorry. If you have a choice, don't kill him. Please. 
Athena backs up directly into the wall with wide eyes and her mouth is, it's working to try and form words, but maybe only soft cracks come out like a record player scratching over air. She doesn't realize the wall is so close or she maybe she doesn't realize how far she's retreated. Maybe you've traveled a long way. Maybe the wall has moved up to be closer behind you and you just feel like you've moved that far. But Isaac, as the voices trail off, places a large meaty hand on your right shoulder and you hear his voice one last time. You were the only friend of it. And as he squeezes your shoulder almost reassuringly, there's a dull aching pain and your right arm feels cold and hollow and you watch as it begins to flake away and drift upwards, ash into the air. And Isaac smiles down at you with that same... It's an understanding sadness, but his eyes are different. You know what Isaac's eyes look like. These aren't Isaac's eyes. These are Harlan's. The few times that you met him. And they have that same twinkling red gleam buried deep within, like an ember. She looks up horrified. She's been having this nightmare every night since she woke up from the explosion. You feel his hand begin to sink through your shoulder as the rest of it pieces and flakes away into black ash floating up into the air, and he moves his arm with it, turning to look as the bits disappear upward. She knows what happens in the nightmare after this. She can't do this anymore. She just says, stop. The smile widens just a bit, placating acknowledgement. He turns to face you, and... As you're standing before him, there's a cacophonous boom, and his chest explodes outwards with (sighs) flickers of purple energy, and he blinks and looks down at the cavity that exists there now before looking back up to you, collapsing to the ground and dissipating into a cloud of ash himself. As Isaac is falling, the red embers brighten and explode outwards until both of his eyes are full bright red. But then they're gone but then they're gone. Athena sinks to her knees and is scrabbling through the ash, filtering through her fingers. You look up to find the purple construct still standing by the incinerator pit, their right arm extended outwards into an elongated gun barrel as it's taken on the vague semblance of Anji, and her voice echoes this time. This is my job. What, you really think I want to kill you? Killing all of these red-eyed things in the city is a good start. I know what's going on too, and I want to help. Now we can team up and uh, go out and kill things together. Everyone likes to point at me and tell me that I'm the bad guy. Athena's still on the ground with the Isaac Ash hand in her hair, like a claw doubled over on herself. You feel Zidal's presence nearby again, but not his touch. She's just gonna kill him. You don't know that. It's her job! Well, then we gotta find out why. Or we gotta find out who else knows or why they're doing it in the first place. I as good as killed him. Why do you say that? Because I I, 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 I I, talked to him. I brought him in. He wouldn't have been near the explosion. He wouldn't have been here. He wouldn't have eyes. He wouldn't be in a tunnel somewhere with moths. This is my fault. Seems like everything's your fault. It is! When you say that, you look up and you realize that... The Zidal standing next to you, instead of the normal cobalt blue, his eyes are also red. Oh. Maybe you should have just stayed on the surface. Hmm? You're complaining about when you bring people in. You're complaining about when your friends are upset that you don't tell them anything. Well, what do you expect, Athena? 
just gonna feel sorry for yourself. Try to protect everybody, but then it's poor me, I did this to them. That's the deal. I don't get a happy ending. I just gotta ride myself into the ground and hurt people I love. To do what? Save a city? I don't even know if that's what I'm doing. There's a sigh from Red-Eyed Zidal as he produces a crystal and sparks it. I guess you gotta pick a direction and stick with it. No use doing anything by halves. And you hear his voice playing through your head. Alright, Hotshot, you come with me. I wouldn't want you watching my back with the twitchy trigger finger. Careful you don't get back into the flow and get swept away by a wave. That's probably the stupidest thing anybody's you ever seen. You ain't got anything to talk about, about Ben. Come on. You probably look worse than you think. What, you don't like Deirdre? Don't you smile at me. This is definitely some freaky shit. What, you want to word her? Oh, what? Now I don't want to be sent a spotlight now. I really hate this. This is just the worst. Mostly keep to myself. This is how I like it. You're lying about a you lot. You are not who you say This you city is upside down. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I can just walk away from this. Scott Don't free. try to pawn that off. That pisses me. Take a shot. <laughs> I am probably not the guy that you want backing me up on this. Every time these voices go through her brain, it just takes something more out of her. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit more of her gumption is gone in the wind. After the voices end, Zidal squats down in front of you, slowly exhales a plume of red smoke. You barely even know me, and I know all your secrets. How can you be sure that... I ain't gonna turn on you, that I ain't gonna use you. One word, that's all it would take. And all this is sunk. I know that. Go away, please. Oh, so first you involved me without my say-so and now you get to tell me when I have to leave. That's rich, that's cute. The only person who knows all your deepest, darkest secrets. Then sink me, just sink me, get on with it. Get on with your life. I barely know you, but I know you deserve better than me. I shouldn't trust anybody. I, should, I shouldn't even come back. I shouldn't have come back. Gives an exasperated sigh, reaches into his trench coat, pulls out a handgun. Oh no. Opens the cylinder, spins it. Is it all you've seen uses Cory weaponry? This is definitely a surface weapon. On reflex, she immediately tries to disarm him. She smacks the gun out of his hand, her eyes wide and wild. You reach up and slap it out of his hands. The revolver goes skittering across the stone tile of the room, turns and looks at you, waiting. She's just a mess of nervous tremors and unexpected anger. She's all but shaking as her eyes start to glow yellow defensively. Everything else will take care of me faster than you will. Just gotta be patient. I'm gonna fuck up one of these days. Guess you're not ready to give up after all. Hmm. Why do you care? I care because you made me care when you involved me. This is your bed. Now lie in it. Athena's just looking at his eyes, and hers are so wide. Bold of you to assume I ever make my bed. <laughs> As you deliver that, you watch as the red mist in his eyes begins to spiral faster and faster, and then he too begins to dissolve and disappear in flecks of fine black ash that are pulled towards the incinerator. God, no, I'm sorry. Please come back, please. Distantly, you can now hear the voice of Zadal. Theta? Zadal? This other Zadal voice gets louder and louder as more of the red Zadal goes down the hole until eventually he pops into existence in the same room on the opposite side beneath the catwalk, looking around until he spots you. 
Where'd you go? Where'd I go? Where'd you go? You I was just, here. I was here. This whole time. What? What? Stomps over towards you. Pats you, picks you up a little. Athena's hand whips out, grabs his face to just look in real close at his eyes to make sure there's no red in them. Because hey. she's very concerned about that. Danger close. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you okay? You good? Just gotta check. Sorry, sorry. Uh, did I pass? Are they blue? Yes. You're good. You're good. Oh, good to know. Is there still ash on the ground? Yeah. Oh no. He's just looking around like, uh, sort of dirty here. You okay? No. <laughs> oh, this is... Geez. It's it's your brain. Nothing can really hurt you unless you let it. I'm real sorry. For what? I didn't give you a choice about any of this. I didn't. Red's a dog told me. Red, what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about it before. You know, apology accepted. Hopefully we survive. But, you know, it, it is what it is, Athena. Glad I can help. Now, at least. But try. Can't even keep track of you in your own brain. I'm sorry. Gotta put a bell on you or something. Well, here, let me, uh, let me give you a hand. Thanks. Zidal reaches a hand out, and this time, as you look up at him, you hear his voice echoing around you once more, but the cadence is markedly different. I've been looking for you all day. I'm glad you're okay. It's good to see you. <laughs> I think you're a good regular. Everyone deserves a second chance. I got your back. Oh, yeah. Hey, you are right? I apologize. You have had one heck of a day. There. So there's sweet dreams. I was worried about you. Just kind of like your hair. Sorry I showed up like this. Thank you for worrying about you me. You've done a lot for a lot of people. Even if they don't know. Uh, you should be safe, though. Welcome home. I don't want you to get blown up again. Trust me. We're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. I'm going to help you. It's painful to... No, that you're just trying to do it all alone. As the doll's voice fades back into the ether, she has a gentle smile as she takes his hand. Zadal helps pull you to your feet. Tries to do most of the work getting up, but the gesture's nice. You can see past his shoulder, behind him, over by the pit. The purple energy has resolved itself into the approximate form of Jex Davith. Oh, fuck off, Jex! As Purple Jex stares back at you impassively, your vision begins to blur and flicker, and your point of view shifts again. This time, you're standing up on the catwalk looking down, and you see Jex and Joel standing in front of the pit. Fuck. You watch Joel take his swan dive into the hole. It cuts, and you find yourself on your knees again, but you're still on the catwalk, and you look up, and Jex is on his knees. And you look left and right, and everyone around you, with one exception, is also on their knees. Who's the exception? Someone standing in one of the crimson cloaks. Up on the catwalk? Up on the catwalk. Was it a really tall one or a regular one? Average size. But your vision drifts to the figure on your right. You're collapsed, but you can feel this wrenching sensation inside your chest and your mind, and it's nails on a chalkboard, but in your brain. Ugh. It's excruciating agony wipes all thought from your mind, but you're drawn to look to your right from the depths of the hood and the person also collapsed next to you. You can see that it's Silas, also on his knees, and he looks over to you with wild eyes, pain-filled, and starts clutching at his head. Are his eyes normal? They are at first, and then right before the image cuts, there's just the faintest spark of green. Green? 
It's almost like your head is trembling and the room begins to vibrate almost like it's flying apart. The image is becoming blurrier and there's just the faintest green tinge to it. And then you're back in your normal brainscape. Athena, given that you're experiencing this vision of the past, Athena's direct trauma and her fear of orange light, I would like you to make a fear roll. I'm going to say this is at minus four. Oh, Spirit boy. at minus four. I'm not using these dice that already crit failed, or do I redeem them? <laughs> Who can say? Okay, how about I Benny that? And I'm going to use different dice now. <laughs> that is the exact same fucking roll. Okay, then roll me a d20 for the fear table, and you're going to add four to this roll. Add four? See, you always add the penalty to the fear roll to the fear table. Eleven. The character is shaken incapable of really reacting to or interfering with what's happening around you. She's just curled up on herself with her hands in her hair like little claws. Because mm -hmm. it felt like she heard that. Oh, yeah. Ears are ringing still. She's very unfocused. She's not ready to get up yet. The noise was almost entirely this static. Couldn't really make anything out. It was more the internal sensations. Maybe the, you could tell that maybe it, it came across as a noise, but it was internal. Zidal is down on one knee next to you, hovering nearby but not touching you. Hey, you, you, you okay? Come on. Oh, talk to throw me. up. I, oh, can I do that? Yeah, go ahead. If it makes you feel better. But nothing comes up because she's <laughs> in her brain. That was a bad time. I didn't. What happened? She was there with Joel. Who? Suzette, Benicia, one of them. Silas had green. Joel jumped down the pit. Everybody was on their knees. It was like someone scraping my soul out. Uh, I don't... What does that even mean? Was Joel a trigger? Was he a, a, a fuse? Fuse for what? I, I don't know. Maybe. Is it... She rolls onto her back, trying to look up at whoever's still there. You look up this time, and it's Joel Shin looking down at you. She gives it another thumbs up. Very weakly, very shaky. It makes her feel happy to see Joel, but also just deeply, deeply anguished. Oh, shit. It's I, it's it's good that we know a little bit more, maybe. All signs pointing to Suzette. I kind of figured Silas had orange eyes at one time, just because Hollerishi was so interested in saving his bacon, you know. But green. Didn't Hollerishi tell us to stay away from green? Think so. Maybe that's why. Maybe. I mean, you talked to it once already, didn't you? It did say it remembered me and that it was waiting for me, which is a super fun thing to find out over dinner with your grandparents. What, one of whom is Thalassica? One of whom is Thalassica. Just to break things up a little bit. She pats his arm. Okay, so we got a green thing out in the water and we got an orange thing, Hollerishi, flying around uh, with Maws. Somewhere in the tunnels. Yellow. Yeah, is it like... Do they have areas? Like of influence? Like if green's in the water, yellow's in the tunnels, and Hollerishi's in the air? Is that something? I mean, it makes sense, right? Then what's purple? Mean streets? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Sounds dumb. What about red? Red's in the city and tunnels and maybe on the surface. I think it just wants... Is this just a pissing contest for these fuckers? I... Is it a territory war? Maybe. 
That's sort of like what all of history is. But this is so... Uh, I assumed they'd be better than that. They? I don't know. <laughs> she says, sitting up to shrug. You could take a Benny for your indignation. <laughs> Thank you. Anything's possible, Athena. The, some of them at least appear to be thinking entities, beings, or creatures, or something. Everybody's got to live somewhere. I, I, we don't know what they want. We don't know how they know each other or if they're related or some of them clearly have some sort of interaction. The shadow man on the raft, he, I mean, he was talking to Alarishi and they didn't seem to like each other. Not at all. There's something. I mean, some of them know each other. We just got to find a source to ring out, he says as he slowly looks back up to Purple Joel. She follows his gaze to Joel. When you're looking at Joel, the purple features, much like Suzette's, are impassive, fairly accurate to how you remember Joel, although a little wavy and blurry at times. But the longer you look, memories of Joel flood back to you. Images of him laughing, first time you met him in the streets, pulling over your backpack. One time you watched him at the Shard, you and Joel as you're in training, lifting your arm to a correct posture for a form at the Shard during a practice session with a smile. What you did is very dangerous. Why did you? Why are you doing it? If you don't like what it. What do you know about regulators? I'm not great with words. They stick to what I know. It's green and fire. Sometimes. Even when someone says we shouldn't do something, we feel like we have to do it you anyway. are a sight for so Stand up for what you believe you are in. always good at Lean on your Nothing friends. Nothing Live in the Enjoy what you have. I'm very proud of you, you know. An exciting opportunity. And I may yet come back. I don't have any intention of dying out there, I can tell you. Take care of yourself, Athena. And then, the last image of him plummeting into the incinerator one more time. And nothing's changed, you're still in that same room. Purple Joel stands there impassively. This is a lot harder than I thought it would be. With just being here and talking and... Here, I'm happy to be here and not have it be a nebulous, sleepy purple thing. But, man... I just feel like a canal getting dredged. You gotta get cleaned up sometime, right? Might as well be now. <laughs> Maybe it's like brain massage. A little therapy. Gotta clean out some of these gutters. She gets up after adequately catching her breath and walks over to it and crosses her arms a little bit, regarding it with a curious kind of look, seeing if its eyes will follow her if she sways a little bit. The eyes stay locked on you. That's really the only thing that changes. The head will swivel, follow your movements. Do you remember anything else about what you just showed me? Before or after? This is really important. You get another quick point of view in that same mm. room, standing feet away from the incinerator. Not on the catwalk anymore? Not on the catwalk anymore. And you are facing Jex Davith, standing close together, having some sort of exchange. How's Jex look? Roll me Athena's notice at a minus two. Uh, I'm gonna Benny that. Minus two? Yeah. Shit. I'll Benny one more. Damn, that's worse. I'll Benny it one more time. Oh, you, got, you still got another one? Ooh. Six. Six is a success. You did not know Jex Davith very well. You barely knew, at all. Yeah, barely at all. I think in passing for the most part. But what you can tell is that you can see a lot of the whites of his eyes, even standing close together, sort of hunched together. He's gesticulating in short, small gestures, seemingly to the rest of the room. So he definitely seems a little on edge. 
your point of view combs up a little bit and you can see Talina Rasmus collapsed over by the pit. Mm. Silas collapsed up on the catwalk. You can see the very large form down on one knee with a black taloned claw clutching at the banister. Mm. And the last form is not here. So there's only five people, including your point of view. You feel that same anxiety in your chest and a sense of urgency as well. Some relief underpinning all of that, and then it cuts away again. I would like to use my adventure card, Villainous Verbosity. Okay, what's that do? Play to make an opposing wild card lose his next action by gloating or talking about his master plan. I was kind of wondering if I could get any dialogue snippets from what's happening, because I know it's been pretty non-vocal. I think that's a unique and creative application of that, given that the point of this is usually during combat to give you an advantage while the enemy talks. Gloats. I like the thematic parallel of the verbosity being what carries over here, so yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yes! Just as the scene begins to fade from view, Athena's raw need and determination to know more, to to understand jostles something, spurs this memory onward, and instead of fading, it sharpens to an even greater degree. You're back. It's still a point of view shot, and Jex's voice cuts in, suddenly crisp and clear. We knew this could happen. The link is double-edged. Now it's damage control. Jex's eyes gleam a gray-blue behind his glasses as he wrenches you to your feet. Silas first, then Roth, then Rasmus. And you find yourself standing with Jex up on the catwalk. Silas is raking hands over his head and face, shrieking at the top of his lungs as he rolls about. Jex begins bearing down over Silas and shouts, Hold him! You feel your consciousness brush against Jex's as you both enter Silas's mind. The raw terror and panic here is more palpable than ever, and it's stemming from the green presence within. You have a terrible sense of apprehension and dread in the pit of your stomach. And then the memory fades. I don't think Athena's even sharp back in her own brainscape yet before her hand flies out to slap Zadal on the shoulder, just anywhere flailing around in that general direction. It was Jex. Jex did it with the Silas's brain. He got him. Zidal moves in so that you can slap his shoulder and gives That's you nice. some stability. Jex did this to Silas. He had green and then it was out and then it was it was crazy. Uh, shit, I don't know. There was a lot happening. Roth had something. Rasmus had something. They were going to shut Silas down first. So I guess they just yanked it right out of his brain because uh. they said the, he said the link's double edged. It might happen. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I I don't know. Uh, link, like linked or like Rasmus men, isn't linked. Mental link. Mental. Maybe that's what she gestures vaguely between her body and the purple link. He, maybe, yeah. Whew. Well, what does that give us? Well, I mean, we could check Rasmus's head, see if hers looks like Silas. Wouldn't even be hard to get in the same room as her. Easy peasy. Yeah, not not tough at all. This is after Joel. Yeah. Uh, okay. There was Jex. There was you, who was... Me adjacent. Someone. And then there was Silas, Rasmus, and Roth. And someone else. And someone else. Who we they they weren't there in the second half. They were gone. Like if ran had, away, escaped the. I don't know. They just weren't there. They weren't on their knees when everybody else was, and then they were gone. Hmm. 
What if it was the Shadow Man? <laughs> why not? I mean, he said he knows Joel, so why not, right? Yeah. I mean, if he was the only one that was unaffected by this, I don't... Maybe it's because they were already energy. <laughs> crazy things, right? Did you see? My whole life is crazy. I don't have a good metric for that right now. Was Were they glowing beneath the hood? I don't think so. Hmm. I guess they don't have to, though. Well, damn. We're not going to be able to check on Roth, but if we see Rasmus has one too, that's a pattern. That's enough to assume, right? It's certainly enough to draw some conclusions. Somewhere to start. God, what I wouldn't give for five minutes alone with Jex Davis unmurdered. Do you think they're watching stuff about Jex? What do you mean? Whoever killed him? I mean, like, if we start trying to dig into Jex and find out more about him or what he was doing or anything like that. I mean, he was the Oculus. So, I'm sure most of what he did was highly classified anyway. But, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of what we got to go off of. Well, if I start making a loud ruckus as I want to do, even when I'm trying to be sneakier, someone would show up to shut me up, I bet. Almost assuredly at least one someone. I mean, if Jex is dead, then problem solved, you know, if, as far as that one particular avenue, maybe we ought to focus on people who are not as dead. But have less information. Olivier, probably. We should just, we should just go get Olivier, right? We got a, a lot of fingers pointing in her direction. Doesn't have to be the next thing. I mean, we still gotta find Silas. Good to have some sort of confirmation, though. But that's just weird, like, this... This thing, and he gestures at the purple construct, it's connected to all of that happening. It's like, by chance? Were you just there by happenstance? I don't know how to ask you these things. It just stares at you. Jex, she says, with a shrugging shoulder. It turns back into Jex. Yeah, you know anything else about him? Anything. Stares at you. Jex had to be linked up too, though. I mean, he's a psionic. But no, like, she'd make air quotes link, like he said. Because whatever went off in that pit, it happened to him too. Hmm. That could be, like, what I can do. Points up and taps on your circlet. If somebody uh, in the brain with gets hurt or something, then, you know, you kind of feel it too. It's like a mental backlash. Were they all in Joel's brain? Uh, I have no idea. Because I'll tell you what, getting evaporated in a... Hit of Cory would hurt a fuck ton. That that would hurt quite a bit. But that feels familiar to you too, doesn't it? Like from your dreams. Uh yeah. There's a uh, some level of familiarity here. How can we dig into that? What does that mean? You know, I I would surely love to tell you anything <laughs> of of use, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd need maybe another powerful psionic to help me or to go to the alloy uh, oh. I could have seen a, a memory or there could have been a memory in uh, one of the crystals somewhere basic inquisitorial stuff if we use mind reading or we use somebody's memories to corroborate a story we can store that in the husk mm -hmm. you know for tangible evidence that can be used to review uh, replay it right basically anybody who has psionics you just go through so many of them at some point that it just sort of blends together. Blends together so much you have dreams about them? No, just maybe circumstances. I don't know what they I, I I got nothing. Maybe we could go to Rebexi. Uh, yeah, I mean... If that's something you're comfortable with. 
I, I mean, I don't really know her that well, but uh, we could. Based on what your grandma said, she's pretty potent. But we also don't know what she's doing. Yeah. Just maybe scratch that. Something's still bothering me, though. Up on the catwalk, we've got eyes, right? At least two colors. Purple, green. What else could have been there? I wonder if everybody up on that catwalk killed Jex together. Maybe, I mean... We know it was a bunch of people. Were people sent to oversee whatever was happening? They're all wearing the same getup, so there's definitely a level of togetherness, formality, or... I mean, Jex, by all accounts, was not a very... Likeable fella! I was gonna say popular man, but yeah, you know, everybody seems to respect him, but not like him, maybe? I don't really know what to think about him anymore. I mean, we still don't know why they did this or what the whole point was. But he got murdered for it. Jex looked nervous. I don't know that he was a nervous man outwardly. Roth thought he was a bit of a prick. Maybe that's why he murdered him. All right, basic motivations for conspiratorial murder is they know something that you don't want to get out. You're trying to narrow the pool of people who could leak something. Revenge. They did something you didn't agree with if they broke rules. They betrayed you if you had reason to believe they would betray you. Paranoia. Crime of passion. She starts waving her hand. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I got something. Okay, what do you got? So Hollery, she said that people people knew about all the Spectrum stuff, all, all the eyes, but it was mainly just leadership. So what, what if Jex was going to, like, tell people about it? And the catwalk just decided, no, we're not going to do that. If he's a powerful psionic, it wouldn't be that hard to leak information like that to the general public. I don't know the guy. Roth said he looked for him on the surface. He looked for Joel and Jex. He went up to try and find him. I mean, was he telling the truth? Or did you believe him? At the time, I, I just woke up from being exploded. I, I just ask him. So that means that either Roth is, you know, he's got his cover story straight, or he really did. And if he really did, why would he go looking for Joel? So he knows he's had his memories messed with, and that's why he made that neat little hat, little brain hat. If he, which that either means that Joel maybe isn't dead for whatever reason, or that he didn't know that Joel was dead. We know that Roth has got a brain blocker like you. It's pretty recent. Silas was pretty pissed about it. Wonder why. So Silas, when you guys are talking about Silas, Purple Joel becomes Purple Silas. So what do we know about Silas now? Besides him being a huge piece of shit? Uh, I ain't gonna argue with you on that one, given what we know. If he was involved in that, then, I mean, you already basically thought that because you went rooting around in his place. I sure did. So if Silas and Roth were both up on the catwalk, and they're still at odds now in some way. This might have not even been Olivier. Now that I'm thinking about it, it could have been whoever bequeathed purple to Olivier, and she does an up and down with her arm towards the purple Silas. I mean, I guess that's true. It's gotta be the Zadars, right? It's all stemming from Alaricorp and Alaricorp agents. And if it's in my grandpa's brain, there's no real reason for it to be there unless it's... Like, Zaxby's his handler to make sure he's doing the shit he should be doing. That's... That, fuck, that's how she knows who I am. Because <laughs> I told him. Because you told who? My grandpa. That was a bad call. 
if they're working together and you told your grandpa that, then oh, uh, nuts. if they're either getting it from him or taking it from him, then sure, they could. that could happen. When you bring up your grandfather, it becomes Purple Darius, staring impassively down at you. Another quick series of images of the past with your grandfather. There are a couple of him up on a podium talking and some of him meeting with her from a very low point of view because she's in the spectators. So she's shorter looking at homework on a table and then up at him and Cressida in their apartment like she was left there for some reason. Her feelings are very confused about her grandfather due to what she's learned recently because she never thought he was cold or anything. She knew that a lot of Mm -hmm. why she didn't see her grandparents was because of her dad's feelings about that whole situation. But she doesn't really know him as a person aside from the fact that he's single-handedly shielding the city from an Alaricorp attack at any given point. Mm -hmm. A lot of respect and some pride but also very deep sadness about it. Because it seems like she's coming from a line of people that, (laughs) shit, that's why she thinks she has to do everything on her own. It's her genetics. I like that observation and you can take a Benny for it. You get battered by another barrage of images of your grandfather, Darius. It is imperative that you assist in keeping the peace. Yes, you should stay away from me, it seems. Everything I touch turns to ruin. Do you trust me, dear Do you believe that I would do such a thing if it wasn't what must be done for the sake of us all? Look at what's happened to you. Please don't push this. Has your family not suffered enough? I didn't believe they could do it, but they said they could. And they did. All those lives. You my family could do it again. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, dear. I failed everyone. Glasses are dark. He's the one calling the shots. Because they could kill us all. Do you understand? They could kill all of us. Wake up. Stop being a child. I can help make sure that no one else gets hurt along the way. Stay away from the mines. Your mother's suffered enough. They damaged the main crystal. And I can't investigate because no, no. Stay away. Stay far away. As long as we're useful. As long as they need us. What do you mean your brain is broken? How did this what happen? What does this mean? I can't speak to anyone. Else. Who else knows about this? Deirdre, Thank you for saving me. Silas is the only one who knows about this. Now, Deirdre, I need if you care about your family and everything they've suffered, everything that's been sacrificed up to this point, keep this under wraps. You cannot tell anyone. Stay away from the mines. Promise me. And as his voice fades away, the scene has transitioned again in your actual mindscape, and you find yourself standing in front of the mines where you were at the memorial with your mother weeks back. There are no people here. It's just a blank space. The further off that you would be able to normally see in the distance, it gets fuzzier and fuzzier, so it's Mm -hmm. more focused on the immediate area. The draw distance is not very good. (laughs) Bad draw distance, exactly. The rendering. Purple Darius is standing next to the monument looking at you, and then it turns from you to look towards the mine entrance. Do you want to go in? You get a positive. Okay. Pretty eager, yes. Athena closes her eyes for a second. And when she opens them, there's a little bouquet of flowers in her hands that she just quietly leaves at the memorial wall Mm -hmm. and then starts walking towards the mines. When you do that, Purple Darius is watching you and then looks up to the wall and where you had previously found the names of your maternal grandparents, Hilda and Frank Calris, they glow purple as you do that. You move towards the mines. Zidal is following you, and Purple Darius is following alongside as well, still just eyes focused on you. 
you've been here before, right? Yeah, she went there for spectator training. Okay, what does it look like? The roof, there aren't hard angles here. Mm -hmm. It's just polished to a shine from how many people are in it until you get deeper and deeper in and it gets more craggy as you go. Makes sense. But she's heading right for the main crystal chamber, okay. watching the color of the veins of Cory through the walls as she goes to see if there's any flickering that seems weird. There are veins of Cory crystals in most of the walls of Caldonix. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're multicolored. So yeah. I think as you're going through this way, it's all different colors, blues and greens and yellows and reds and oranges and pinks, yada yada. We haven't really talked about the main crystal chamber up to this point. I always imagined it was a corkscrew of paths down and up around mm -hmm. like a big crystal. Yeah, absolutely. An enormous crystal, 50 to 100 meters tall. I mean, it powers the city. They and have to drain it every day. When was the last time you were here? She's been there since she's been a regulator, mm -hmm. not since she's been back. Right. Eight, nine years, maybe. You come in this room, spiraling, corkscrewing walkways, catwalks, all around the crystal and into little, almost like an ant tunnel, like a colony. There are just doorways poking out stairways that lead closer to the crystal, walkways so that you can stand closer to it so the siphons can do their job, carts full of crystal husks so that they can recharge from the main crystal itself. But the biggest thing you notice when you come in here is the color of the main crystal. What is it? Which is that same pink-purple magenta that you have seen in the past. Like what was in her grandpa's brain? Yes. She gestures wildly towards the crystal. Have you seen this? Is it always like this? To who? Does it all probably, because she doesn't think she's going to get much out of Purple Darius right now. Yeah, pur Purple <laughs> Darius does not respond. Even gives you a negative feeling if you address it that way. Zadal says, I never been to the mines directly. You know, all I know is what I got with my schooling, if you want to call it that. I mean, isn't that what it's called? Sort of. I mean, we don't really, <laughs> it's more like an upload. You know, we process it. Because we can transfer data that way. God, that's got to be handy. Oh, it is. Real handy. Yeah, I mean, you could get one if you wanted. It's an uplink. You're right. Why haven't I done that? I'd be so much smarter. I mean, it doesn't... Maybe. Like, Probably uh, not. <laughs> like, there's augmentations that can make you smarter, help your brain process more, expand that sort of thing. But this is more just more immediate uplink to information so you can transfer data faster. Hmm. Ours is a little bit different because we're literally artificial but sentient beings who can use the power of our body's supercomputer to process and understand that information. I mean, with, with an interface, you'd probably do pretty well. But. That's the, neither here nor there right now. I'll think about it. So as to, is it always like this? I don't really know. I mean, was it like this when you were here last time? I mean, it used to be blue, but this is the color in my grandpa's brain. Is that actually the color it is then? Like, have you been back since that time? No, he told me to stay out. Or the city will explode. It which is... Telling the truth? I mean, I'm a huge liar. My grandma's a huge liar. Why wouldn't he be too? Why else would he not want you to go into the mines, though? To I mean, obviously, if he's hide, If he'd protect you, if he's hiding something, I don't know what it would be, though. Given he made it else. sound like I'm a trigger or something. He asked me very specifically when I told him that I had a little bit of purple in me. Who knew about it? And I said, only Silas. Seems fine to throw a missing guy under the bus. What can they do? Kidnap him again? No kidding. Might have been easier if they did. So he doesn't know that all your friends know? No. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. 
when you were talking to him, he made it sound like something bad would happen if you went to the mines, right? He said you were the trigger. Plenty of people go into the mines every day. And if this is all traced back to Alaricorp, what, if they're trying to keep a handle on him? What do you think? Maybe somebody knows what I've been getting up to. Maybe I know something that would help me piece some things together. Maybe it's in the mines. You don't think Silas is there, do you? In the mines? I mean... Plenty of doors, plenty of rooms to hide one sickly, feeble dude in. Hey, maybe. The last we heard, he went underwater. But, hey, like you said, there's caves everywhere. It could, it could definitely lead to the mines. We just don't know where it is. I had some agents deployed. I don't know if it happened yet, but they're going to be combing the waterfront, looking for holes to hide in. He nods. I mean, it's not like we can ask Diving Club Anonymous where they like to hang out if they're all snatched. Yeah, that's true. Especially if they like to ferret things away that might be contraband in tunnels. That's just me extrapolating. I mean, if you got a specialized skill set. Who doesn't love a side hustle? Hmm. Do you have another job? Another job? Yeah. What do you mean? A secret one. She sort of blinks at you. From the alloy. I kind of figure you do. You don't have to tell me what it is. I just want to let you know it's something that occurred to me. Make a persuade at minus two. Persuasion is still a d6. I could Benny it. Or I could add conviction. You could. It's up to you. I'll Benny it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a nine. Nine. That's a success with a raise. Uh, rubs one hand on the back of his neck. You don't have to tell me. I get it. I, I mean, I do, but it's mostly just... I, I trust you, Dean. I, I've been in your head. I've seen stuff. It's sort of like in an informational capacity. Pass stuff along to him. I, I go and uh, I answer questions, and that's mostly it. They don't really give me any specific guidelines. It's mostly just get summoned back every so often to answer questions about what I learned or what they're curious about. Does that seem like it changes? What do you mean? When I was talking to Angie about her job, she said that something changed and she didn't notice it until someone pointed it out. Uh, I don't really have a good beat on that. The blue smoke in his eyes spirals a little faster as he considers this. I can't say that I noticed anything, no. How long have you been working for him? I mean, that's a silly question, probably forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my whole life. Hmm. Strictly speaking, not every arrow has specific assignments, but I feel like most probably do to some extent. I just don't, I don't know. What do you mean? What don't you know? Why do, Why are they having people like me killed in the streets? I could probably ask, but yeah. seeing as it's somebody else's assignment, I'm probably not supposed to know about it. But it also seems pretty, pretty important information to yeah. know. And given everything that we know, maybe we ought to press. I don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, you know, yeah, me either. But it seems like we're in trouble no matter what we do, so you... You let me know. Maybe we can just squeeze Anji for some more info. Because I really want to. He nods. Get information out of it if you can, but she ain't stupid. So just play it cool. I am the coolest cucumber. Don't I know it. I'm your frozen pizza. <laughs> you know what? 
How's I'll that? take it. Is that doing it for you? Yeah, I love frozen pizzas. It makes like a yes. Arm pump. This whole time, the energy and the crystal, the enormous towering crystal is this spiraling pink purple. Hmm. Casting shades of pink purple on the everything. cavern walls, everything, everywhere. We get a very far away shot of these tiny little figures standing at the base. It's not a shaped crystal. It doesn't look perfect. It's just this jagged mass spearing up through the cavern with all these catwalks haphazardly constructed around it. And I say haphazard to represent more the... The visual nature, but it's thought out. Yeah, like it's it's thought out, it's safe. It's just, it's not clean looking. She crosses her arms and taps her foot a little bit as she's looking up at the crystal. Could he have folia? What, your granddad? Yeah... I mean, if the big crystal's this color, he's been the curator for longer than I've been alive. He would have the kind of exposure that might mess with his brain like this. If, if this color isn't a Laracorp, I mean, somebody's been in his head for sure. But maybe it's not related. I assume being the curator, you'd have regular medical examinations, but... I don't know. That, I, but again, it's... People greasing palms, not paying attention, getting bribed, getting threatened, playing with the mines. Who knows? And anything's possible. Foley is a... Uh, I mean, it's kind of a form of... I don't know. I don't want to say dementia, although I guess you could call it that. It's it, it has different effects. You know, some people get more hostile, like it damages the brain. Some people get paranoid. Some people forget things. It's the nature of the quarry. You know, we, we don't... We don't know anything about it. Well, it's not that we don't know anything about it. We, we don't just, know enough. We know that it's volatile and that it's unpredictable and that you can't always count on reactions. It could be. You can always get Roja to try to take a look. Yeah, I don't think she wants to talk to me. I figured that it would be more you not want to talk to her, to be honest. Ugh. Like, I'm not thrilled to be off duty. Sure. But, like, I know it's the right call and she did a good thing but i'm just angry about it i get it it's uh tough coming to terms with the uh, decisions you didn't make affect any life even if somebody did it for your own good nobody likes that happening i'm sorry we already covered it i know we're past it but our can't <laughs> i appreciate that you're being more mindful of that in and of itself i'm really trying I know, it's just, I've been in your head. I've seen a lot of this stuff. So I know it's, you've been through so much. And it doesn't occur to you to usually even ask for help. Because you felt like you couldn't, you can't for so long. And which, you know, we're trying, we're all trying to help. And figure out what's going on. I don't have a perfect answer for it, but we should just try to involve as few people as necessary. And we shouldn't do it. Recklessly. Recklessly or as a trap would be good that one's on me got some egg on your face my least favorite place for egg i mean the mouth is also part of the face so you know just throwing that out there purple darius has been standing passively by the crystal watching you guys its eyes follow you athena walks over to it so what did you want to do here did you just want to see we could keep walking if there's somewhere you feel like you need to go but the words feel and go, you just get another flash of the exterior of the mine, the entrance itself. Hmm. It turns and looks around and you just feel a listless sensation with confusion. Is this where you wanted to end up? Should we stay here? Confusion that leans towards uncertainty. 
and you get the mental image of when you used empathy on your grandfather and you just see that pink purple around his aura. Athena wants to touch the crystal. You reach out and put your hand on it. Have you ever done this in real life? I don't think they let spectators That's kind of what I figured. do the big crystal. So I think this comes down to what does Athena expect to happen? She's just hoping to glean purpose. Like she knows how to do it. Maybe she tries. Like as a siphon? Yeah. Okay. Maybe she tries to put some in a tiny crystal, see how it works. Roll your siphon. And I think you have a D4 specifically for the preliminary training you were doing. Wonderful. No. You imagine that there's this roiling tide of energy just on the other side of the crystal. You try to coax some of it out, but the weight of it is far too great to control. And it's almost overwhelming to you until you shut down the connection. She definitely staggers back a couple steps. Are you okay? Yeah, I don't know what I expected. I mean, my brain makes a big crystal. You think touch it, right? Sure, why not? I mean, your brain made the big crystal because this is where you came and you've been here before. Has that thing been here before? Have you? She says, turning to purple grandpa. <laughs> Gives you a little confusion, leaning towards like a no. So you haven't been here, but you wanted to come. Tentative, yes. Sightseeing, I get it. When, when you when you say here, it gives you a mental flash of the exterior of the mine again. Were you there? No. Hmm. Well, I don't know what to make of that. It gives you the exterior of the mine and then overlaid on that, you see these spiraling trails of purple energy going towards the mine. And then you see a flash of purple Darius standing by the entrance to the mine and then walking in through the dark tunnel. Did my grandpa do that? Do what? Did he set it off? Uh, what, the mine collapse? Yeah. I... Why would he? If, if he has been tampered with, who better to have access? Who better to not be questioned? It's a hell of a lot of blackmail for one man. It's true. It's way easier than sneaking in sleeper agents. Even if he is a psionic, doesn't seem to matter all the time. Not all the time, but, you know, stronger a psionic, the harder it is to mess with them. Unless you catch them off guard, or they're tired, or hurt, or something like that. Which could be true in this case. I hope my gut is real wrong on that one. What do you think? Should we try to get into the mine? We have to. Well, then we either gotta do it uh, when your grandfather's not there, or just sneak on in, right? Or you, I, I keep saying we, but, you know, whatever, however it works out. You know, I could always go with my mom. She's been trying to get me to entertain a career change for quite some time. <laughs> Wanted to show me how stuff's different. That ain't a bad idea. But I also don't want my mom to die. <laughs> you told Roth you didn't want to be on a team sent in to deal with it. You can always tell him you changed your mind, but then you'll be there, you know, in a more official capacity. Yeah. So you might not have the... Leeway. Leeway, yes, to look around or whatever. That's still pretty far off. I can't get... I'm not going to be reinstated until I get my arm, and I'm not going to get my arm until you guys get your brains fixed. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too much longer on that. So purple tendrils going towards the mines, and grandfather walked on in. I don't... I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. 
She says absentmindedly looking up at the crystal. I don't know either. This th it just wants to come to the mines. Is that sort of what it's feeling like? Is that what you're feeling like? You want to come to the real mine? The one not in the brain? You get a very fervent yes. Oh, good. We're going in the mines. You get the closest thing to happiness that you've felt from the purple presence so far. What if this is like going home for it? What if all these eyes, all these things are coming from the big crystal when it shifts colors? Maybe it's a different kind of eye that comes out. You think? I don't I know. I mean, it could, I guess. Maybe. I'm really working on anything at this point, so why not? But then I've been thinking a lot about Arrow, which is a silly thing to say because I don't know anything. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> Placing a hand on his chest. I'm always thinking a lot about you. If he could blush, he would. Maybe his Aww. circuitry lights up just a little bit more. Stop. But I'm, I'm serious, though. Maybe that's why Anji is being deployed to kill these people, is maybe she's reclaiming... I am looking for a word that... Like an arrow seed. Maybe that's what this is. And she gestures over to Purple Grandpa. Maybe it was supposed to be an arrow and got diverted and taken by people that shouldn't have it. I mean, we all have our own Cory in some facet, whether we can use it or not, so it's just kind of doubling down and confusing and I don't know. I... It... Yeah, that could be. I, I don't really know about anything beyond what I am and how Arrow come to be. But Somebody I, knows, though. Somebody has to help make you guys, right? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Do we know who? I mean, there's the alloy, and then there's, you know, anybody the alloy uses to help bring new arrow forward, but mostly self-regulating to ensure that there's not that weird organics versus synthetic ownership rule type thing. We do our best to keep our numbers within acceptable parameters, and we don't really... New arrow don't just come out for no reason. Hmm. It's planned, you know. One arrow dies, then you no, know, maybe another one comes out. I, I don't really, I really don't know. I shouldn't even talk about it. Oh, what's the harm? Because yeah, you know we're not really supposed to talk to organics about it. That's fair. And There's that, the harm. I don't really know that much. I just, I get the broad strokes. Maybe we gotta find someone who knows broader strokes. Might be Rebexy. That's uh, it's been knocking around in my head too. She's been your grandmother's friend or whatever for. However long. I mean, they were in the first wave that went up to the surface. So whenever that opened up, like, how long ago was that? 60 years? 50, 60, something like that. Man. It was a while ago. And she said Rebexy was brand new when she went up. That's a lot to put on a lady. What is... Oh, you mean just to be going to the service? Yeah, you don't even get to know your home before you gotta go up top. It was so dangerous up there. She'd been around for a long time. Th thalassic, uh, grand, whatever, your, your grandmother. You can call her whatever's easiest. Y yes, that she basically said that they knew that, you know, Rebexy was doing something, but they didn't ever know what it was, right? Maybe just idle curiosity, you know, uh, Pharaoh... Uh, normally underground and they send somebody up to the surface to scope things out and see what the world's like. That would make sense to me, to just see what else is out there. It must have been really hard for them to have a continuous supply of Cory for her, though. 
It's so dangerous. She would have had to have a way to bring it or find it. Be real scary. It's weird being named after somebody and being very vocal about not enjoying that part of your name. Yeah, well, oops. <laughs> I think we gotta try to get something out of Rebexy. I think we gotta take a look in the mines. I think we gotta still find Silas. We got Suzette Olivier bumping around somewhere. I we have Shadow Man. Her. Oh, we've got Shadow Man. There's a lot to do. What What are you thinking? We extort her, she says, with extended palms. Suzette Olivier? Yeah. Okay, how? With what? Maybe I'm using the word extort incorrectly. We have her sister. We don't know where she is, but we have her. She has no family left because they've all been killed by either Tuca or me or stolen by me. And she gestures at Purple Grandpa once again. I don't know if this counts. This time it turns into Benicia. She wave. Yeah, you wave. It, it doesn't do anything. But this lady is probably exceedingly feral and broken because she's lost everything within months. Maybe she's not a person that cares terribly much about her family. I don't know. I did just get a vision of her choking out Benicia. Silas knows where Benicia is. So wouldn't it be in Suzette's best interest to help us find him as expediently as possible? Do you plan on giving her Benicia, provided we do find her? Yes. He nods, a little, a little surprised, but... We have a lot of important bits in this purple right here that we do not need Benicia for. And also, I think it'd just be a good person thing to do. Huh. And maybe she wouldn't want to kill Tuca quite as much if she gets some family back. Listen, it's, it's an option. It could definitely be worth trying. We just don't really know anything about it, aside from sending hit squads to kill Tuca. She sounded mean. You just called her feral, like, 20 seconds ago. I don't think she's gonna be, like, cool with it, but maybe she can explain a little bit more about what's going on with me. Happy that it doesn't seem like it's the death sentence I had previously assumed it was. And she smiles very big at Purple Benicia. It is, yeah, it is. This is the first time you make a point to smile. Purple Benicia's face splits into a weirdly lopsided smile-esque expression that perhaps looks more disconcerting because it's not right. right. It's like, oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's really, that is very off-putting. It's off really good. I'm proud of you. What are Athena's true emotions at this moment? A little disconcerted, but actually having some expression reflected is like cool beans. This is what she was trying for. So I think she's pretty jazzed. Disconcerted, but jazzed. Athena walks over to the purple and extends a hand to its shoulder and says, Thank you for being here. It turns to look at you. And this time it gives you a small, jerky head motion. Slow, but... Deliberate motion. Who knows what it means? Who knows? She taps her finger on her chin, thinking, I'm going to give you a name just so I don't have to shout purple every time want to hang out, you know? Is that cool with you? Stares back with no indication of anything. She pats her own shoulders like Athena, waiting for any sign of any flicker. Maybe a little motion, but nothing major so far. She claps Zadal's shoulders very firmly. Zadal! 
<laughs> he just sort of looks up at you. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't say you were doing anything wrong. I just want to have a better name for it. Uh, such as? I mean, like, is Vi too on the nose? It's purple. It's not my name. I mean, it makes sense to me. I'm sure, Vi. Why it's not, right? It's nebulous. It also means try hard. Does it? Vi, if you vie for something. Oh, that's true. I was thinking of V-I, like a... Oh, I no, I, I got that. I she just, waves her hand in the air like she's thinking. Sure. <laughs> to vie. I guess it vies. Vies to go to the mines, vies to choke me sometimes. It's got a lot of common sense. What? You know, like it's, it's very vies. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's applicable in our setting based on language. <laughs> Sounds good. It's a good name. She then claps the purple shoulders that are slightly squishy, probably. Maybe it's more like the barest resistance, right? Like, like surface if you, tension? Sort of, like you push through. Maybe a little bit more than that. Like, like electric, it wiggles down a like little electric bit. Like electric surface oh, tension. Yeah, so if your hand goes through it, it's, it feels really weird, but... She tries to tap its shoulders very calmly to mirror what she's been doing. Sure. Athena's a doll. Vi. Okay. I would like for you to make me a spirit roll. Spirit roll, you say? Yes. And based on your levels of interaction and complexity of what you're doing, I'm not going to apply any modifiers here. Okay. Hey, it blew up. Hey. Oh my God. 14. <laughs> Shit. Okay. This time, its head swivels to look at your hands and then down at its own form and then back up to you. And you hear your own voice echoing back the word Vi around the room coming from every direction and its eyes flare just a little bit brighter and then back to normal. Athena smiles. Hey, that's progress. That's good. Gives you another approximation of a weird mirror of your expression. She wiggles a finger at it with a smile. They're getting somewhere. Her and her new pal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. We'll be back sometime. Don't get up to too much trouble. Vi takes one large step back and begins to tumble down, disappears Ooh. down the incinerator. I, her throat is instantly dry, having fucking flashbacks. Sure. Puts her hand up to her head. Oh, bye, Vi. See ya. That is probably the worst exit oh, that it could have done. Huh? That's a tough goodbye. Yeah. Oh, boy. Let's, uh, let's get you something to eat. Yeah, let's do that. Real quick, though. What's your favorite color? Uh, I sort of got a blue motif going. It's a good color. Uh, grays and blacks go well with that. Was that your favorite color? Would you think I was self-indulgent if I told you it was? Not at all. Then yes. Gotcha. What's the last book you read? Uh, I read a lot of case files. Does that count? That's not a book. Uh, then maybe never. Never? Maybe. You said you like to read. I do like to read. Case files? Case files, articles, stuff. I don't know, I just don't buy books. Usually it's all digital. Why? I just want to get to know you better. Oh, okay. How about you give me a book and I'll read it, or I'll try. Okay. I'm illiterate, by the way. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the mental scape begins to shimmer and dissipate just at the edges. 
as everything is fading to black, your mind's eye makes it look like everything is fading away to that same black, dusty ash. Mm. But then you wake up. You're seated on the couch in the living room of your apartment, Zidal tucked in the opposite corner, beginning to sit up and stir. Several thumping footsteps later, Pavi is standing in front of both of you, fully dressed, looking like she's ready to go out. I didn't know how much longer you two were going to be. We're going to be late. Late for what? Festival. That's that's tomorrow. Um, no, that's, it's today. Oh, shit. Well, uh, you've been out for about 12 hours, so no, it's today, and you better get ready. Hey, everybody. Well, howdy. Thanks for listening this week, guys. For music, Crockett and Wave Shaper. You can find Crockett at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at Crockett80s. Beautiful. What about Wave Shaper? Wave Shaper you can find on Twitter at waveshaper underscore SWE and at waveshaper1.bandcamp.com. Do you know who makes the system? Margaret, maybe? No, it's not. It was. It's. What's the nickname for Margaret? Uh, Pe- Peggy. Uh, Peggy. Ah. There you go. <laughs> it's the uh, the Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You can find them and their fantastic products online at peginc.com. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com/rpg for you and me. And uh, thank you to all of our patrons supporting us, but one patron in particular, Michael. A, is a it Michael? Pl- <laughs> it is Michael. Thank you, Michael. Always. Every week, every other week, every month, thank you. Every day. Every day. Thanks. Thanks, bud. We've had some uh, some exposition-heavy episodes the last episode or two here. But now we're going to Feastival, baby. Feastival next episode. Cook off what? It's been marinating. Mm. It's been cooking in a pot on the stove for the last season and a half. (laughs) Simmering. Simmering, yes. So this is what it all boils down to. I just hope Gooper's there. Times are hard all around, guys, and we just hope that you're all staying safe and healthy and happy and doing your best. We love you. We love you. An overhead shot, spiraling high above the city of Caledonix, swirls down to focus in on one apartment building in particular, sitting next to one of the canals, running like veins through the city. Whose is it? Athena's. Oh. <laughs> it is the apartment building of Athena Sedaris. And Sekapavi. And Sekapavi. Because she is standing on the deck right now. They both are, in fact. What is Athena doing? Athena's helping Pavi make that deck expansion they always wanted. Holding up a second level or maybe a roof they haven't decided yet. They can do that later. She is painstakingly managing a large sheet of metal, hoping Pavi can weld it into place really fucking fast. Pavi has a large toolbox open off to one side, stuffed with little bits and pieces, power drill, saw, other items. She's got a welder out, a blowtorch, a safety mask for light protection, and thick, heavy-duty, not very dexterous gloves on her hands. They're like the snowman gloves, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And she says from behind her mask, close your eyes, don't look at it. At the flame? At anything I'm doing. Why? I need to hold it in place. And she's got her hands above her head. Yes, stay like that. That's fine. Just don't look at the flame. Why Why did you assume I was looking at... I was. I know. That's why I said it. I didn't have time to get sunglasses. They don't even sell them down here, Pavi. I don't know that sunglasses would have helped you with this. Oh, wouldn't I they? only have one shield. Oh. Okay, I'll close my eyes. She squints them shut. And she solders away. The longer Athena has her eyes closed, the more it tilts to one side. Hey! 
You told me. I told you to close your eyes, not to move. I didn't. Be a statue. You like making them. Uh, act like one. Are you sure this is going to be stable? Not with you holding it like that. Listen, it's physics. It's structure. We have to get a few things in place, and then we anchor supports between those, and it holds everything up. It'll be fine. Okay. You know, probably. That is very inspiring. He didn't hear that. Psst. <laughs> She's like four feet away, maybe. What are you worried about? You can you, you can fix metal. I mean, I could just slam it into the building, but I didn't think that would be very good for structural integrity. Yeah, it wouldn't. So, reno. <laughs> Nobody says that. You bring in topper slang down here. I watched a lot of home improvement shows. Not the right ones if you can't hold it straight. Well, I watched them. I didn't say how much I absorbed. Well, then what's the point? And she's walking the length of the slab that you're holding in place as she welds it together. Athena takes a second bracing with her one arm more than the other, swirls her one finger around to pull out like a helix support beam from the top layer they're trying to affix. The metal tendrils swirl out in the air, being beckoned to your call. Look, I already got this bit done. Uh-huh. And um, is it going to stay there, you know, once you're not holding it? That's how metal works. You freeze it and then it's there. Uh-huh. I mean, if I, if you want me to get rid of it. She pops up the mask, looks back at you skeptically. I mean, it's fine as long as it doesn't have any structural bearing. Otherwise, Don't we want I need structural to, bearings? Well, I'm just saying I need to weld it if that's the case. To what? Anything. But it's already attached. See, there's not even a seam. Pulled it right out. Well, then what am I even doing here? Why don't you just do that with everything? Because I can't attach it to the wall like that. That's not safe. That's my bedroom. I don't want it to go right through. So what other renovation projects did you have in mind? We could always move the kitchen wall. Is everything made of metal? I don't think it's all made of metal. Shame. I was thinking maybe we can put in one of those little windows. Windows? Yeah. Like inside? Yeah. Like a window from the kitchen to the living room? Well, we already have one of those. That's what I was confused about. No, I meant like in the wall. Oh, like yeah. Like out to the street. Look at you. Live on the surface. Now you just want to look out everywhere. You're heckling me. I'm holding metal. It's really hard. <laughs> Is it? Sure. <laughs>, <laughs> Laughs and goes back to what she's doing. She goes through and welds everything together until it's structurally sound and you no longer need to hold it up. She eases off very gently. Can you go through and just make this all even so it looks prettier? Like the welding. The welding? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She goes up to it and flicks it and it cascades in a very cool smooth line she folds her arms with her thick thick gloves and gives you not a scathing look but just a tired look <sighs> must be nice it is maybe you're on the wrong line of work what should i be doing metal accenting maybe maybe i could be a jeweler uh you probably could you know do some Far moonlighting too fancy but god i need cash <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can uh, add a dumbwaiter or something so that my dad can just send meat up in a chute. That would be amazing. We should definitely do that. Very specific, but... Well, I mean, the storeroom's, like, right there, and she stomps inside and, like, stamps her foot on the living room floor. It's there, so all we'd have to do is just make a shaft up, right? Sort of what I figured. Would that make our apartment less safe? <laughs> if there's a tube that someone <laughs> can tube. use to come up into our home? Yes, of course it would. Some Karnik are real tiny. Yeah. Some people can also just walk through walls. I know a couple. If someone's trying to get in, uh, there are... But how would they know about the meat chute? 
<laughs> Can we please agree <laughs> that we will no longer refer to this as a meat shoot? I can't promise. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you want to pop this baby in the floor right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> Cracks her knuckles regardless. Just, if you don't stop me, I have so much raw power now. I already tried to stop. I'm trying to stop you now. <laughs> Throws a blanket on you. Oh no, my only weakness. <laughs> Cotton Com fiber blends. Comfort. <laughs> Material comfort is she, your only weakness. She teleports out from under the blanket. So like the blanket just falls to the ground. But where'd she go? Where does she go? She goes up to the banister by her door. So she's just peeking over. <laughs> she's doing it like a pop. She's night crawlering, but like oh, with less of a bamf. A bamf. Yeah. Okay. Pavi has a grin and has her arms folded as she's watching the blanket slowly float to the ground. And then it reaches the ground and very clearly has no <laughs> Athena under it. And she starts to look around wildly. With a scowl on her face, she definitely does look up. She's crouched down and has her hands around her mouth like, You vanquished me. <laughs> when, the when did you learn how to do that? Do what? Not make electricity all the time. You know, you gotta be versatile on the surface. You never know what you're gonna need. Apparently not. Are you surprised? I'm gonna come vanquish you right oh, now. Shit. I'll say that much. <laughs> she hides in her bedroom. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> smashes the door down. Oh, God! 